What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. Welcome to episode 37 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. So today we have all kinds of sports going on. I know that in the golf world, the U.S. Open started. So that's like the second biggest golfing event of the year. Um, And then obviously we have the second round of the WNBA playoffs. The NBA, and I mean, you got baseball, I know there's UFC this weekend, and I'm pretty sure there's even some tennis going on. So, all kinds of sports on today. Pops will be joining me here in a bit, and I mean, let's get started. I'm going to talk about some things that happened on Monday. We didn't have a podcast yesterday because there's like no sports. (laughs) So, on Monday, we had the Washington mystics against the phoenix mercury and i had forgotten to mention this but shay petty on the phoenix mercury hit the game winner to win the game i'm pretty sure it's 84 to 82 and shay petty actually used to play on the washington mystics so that is something that i missed so sorry about that but the phoenix mercury they really played, they had to fight hard for that win because the Washington Mystics were bringing it to them. So um, congrats to them and Shape Hetty on that game winner. That was incredible. Um, and then on the other side, we had the Connecticut Sun versus the Chicago Sky. The Connecticut Sun had a heck of a performance. I don't think that anybody was expecting them to win by 13 points. So that was that was unbelievable. Alyssa Thomas ended up with 28 points and 13 boards, and Dewana Bonner had 23 points and 12 boards. So they all played very well. I mean, I was just kind of shocked to see that final score, though, because the Chicago Sky were ahead, I think, early. So that was um, an impressive performance by them. So the Chicago Sky went home, and... I I was thinking that, especially with that start, I thought they would get at least a little bit further into the season. Um, They only made it through the first round, and so ending up losing to the Connecticut Sun by 13 was very surprising. And um, the Washington Mystics, they went home. Uh, they, they had, so they were the opposite of the Chicago Sky. They had a bad start to their season, and then they ended up closing out pretty decent. I don't think anybody was expecting them to make the playoffs. So, Shea Petty's game winner, again, that was very impressive. Pops just joined me. Anything, I know you just heard about what I was saying. Do you have anything to say about that? Uh, you're talking about Washington? Yeah, and how. The Washington Mystics and the Phoenix Mercury game. How Shea Petty hit that game winner against their former team. Yeah, that's 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 sweet revenge right there. Um, I mean, I, I I think we said it was going to be a really close game. I thought a yeah, one possession game. I mean, I, I think I was also saying the Washington Mystics side. Um, you were. I know that line caved down to three and a half, four and a half points. Um, but uh, you know, we did well on the Washington side. I. I I'm kind of torn, you know. Yeah, I like the Mercury, but I also respected the way the Mystics finished the season. So yes, they'll exactly. be back next year for sure. Yeah, and then I was also saying how I wasn't expecting the Chicago Sky to go out that early to the Connecticut Sun. The Connecticut Sun definitely brought the heat in the second half in the game. It was it was close in the beginning, but Chicago Sky did have the lead. 
Um, both teams are playing really well. It's just the Connecticut Sun ended up pulling ahead and won by like 13, 94 to 81. So. Incredibly disappointed with the Chicago Sky. I'm shocked, actually. Um, yeah. That's, to me, an epic surprise. Um, I think they fell short of expectations, especially with the way they started the year. Um, I, I, I'm not really sure what happened for them in the in the final third of I mean, the season. I guess but holy Azura, mackerel. I guess Azura Stevens was that big of an impact on them. I think that there had to be something else going on there. But I don't know. Tough for the Sky, but it, if we're going to shout out the Mystics for the way they finished the season, we got to give Connecticut Sun its due props. It's really come on strong. I, yes, I think yeah. their coach, I think, what, what did we say, Kurt Miller? Yep. I think he's coach of the year. Yeah, that makes sense. I could agree with that. And um, before we get started, you know what? We're going to start off with the NBA today. So on Monday, yeah, that was, oh no, Tuesday, um, the Nuggets ended up beating the Clippers in game seven. And I, that was, they beat them by like 20 points too. And oh my goodness, nobody was expecting mm. that. Nobody. I mean, I thought that the pop said it would be close, and I was rooting for the Nuggets because I'm not the biggest fan of the Clippers, but I wasn't expecting the Nuggets to pull it off by 20 points. Um, yeah. It's somewhere <laughs> around 20 points. Uh, the Clippers, that's an epic fail on their behalf. I, I can only imagine what their owner, Steve Ballmer, is really thinking. Um, I... <laughs> What has Paul George ever won? I know, right? I was gonna ask about um I wasn't gonna ask about Paul George, but I was gonna say Kawhi, you think he's gonna stay there for another year? Um, I mean I yeah. I think he yeah, he'll be there another year, but I don't think he'll be there the year after that. And welcome to today's NBA where you can change teams five or six times. Yeah, right. You know, I, that's part of the game that I don't like nowadays. Um and, and I wonder what Kawhi's really think. I mean, if he would have stayed in Toronto, where would <laughs> they would they still be playing right now? Yes, they would. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think the Clippers, I mean, Doc Rivers, we got to, we got to, I mean, it's I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I'm I mean, sure. he's not, he didn't play on the court, but I mean, he has a history now of losing big time 3-1 leads. That's what I was just going to say. They blew a 3-1 lead, so they lost three in a row. I'm pretty sure that's the third time in his coaching career that he's blown a 3-1 lead. So maybe there's a little something to that. Um, he's known as a player's coach, but at the same time, and again, I'm not knocking him. I'm not, because obviously he's at a level, then <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but maybe he's too much of a player's coach. You know, Maybe he doesn't jump on them and just really lay into them and maybe that's why they'll lose consecutive games in the playoffs obviously there's some sort of a lack of adjustments that are being made um i'm not sure but that's something that's got to be taken a hard look at um by by clippers management Um, i saw something that um jamal murray he went for 40 points that game he had more than Kawhi leonard and paul george combined yeah yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George had a total of 24 points. So he had almost double their points. So, again, it's just human nature. We're going to talk about what went wrong, but let's talk about what went right. 
How about the Denver Nuggets? All they do is win elimination games. I swear that's that is all they do. And that's like another game added to their list. Well, another series added to their list, I should say. You know, and I remember, I don't know, 34 episodes ago, we were talking about Michael Porter and how he hurts the team more than he helps them. Yeah. I mean, and now here we are, Denver's in the Western Conference Finals. I didn't, were you expecting them to be there? Because I wasn't. No, of course not. Absolutely not. I didn't even know if they were going to make the... Oh, well, no, I shouldn't say that. Yeah, no, they were going to be in the they playoffs. They were going to be in the playoffs. But, I, mean, I didn't expect him to get past the first round. You know, I think we got to give Coach Malone a lot of credit. He's He pushes the right buttons. I really like him as a coach, and he's someone that we never talk about. Yeah, that is true. So what are the chances in the in their series against the Lakers? Ooh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Lakers I'm gonna take the Nuggets for the first game because the Lakers almost always give up the first game in my opinion. And so I'm not too sure. I think that the Lakers have had a really long time to rest because yeah, they've had a long time to rest because as soon as the Clippers series went three to one, then they were like already finished with their series. So they've had a long time yeah. to think, rest, watch film, everything. Isn't this the twenty second playoff game for the Nuggets? This in the in the bubble? <laughs> I'm not I sure. I feel like they played literally twenty I feel like twenty playoff games. A lot, though. I feel like they've played a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, back-to-back seven-game series. Yeah, I don't know if they're tired or not, though, because, you, right, you, like you said, Denver has the higher elevation. Yeah. I think that'll help them out a little bit in um, their cardio. But. Yeah, no, I think they're tired. <clears throat> but, you know, they play best when their backs are against the wall. Um, I think Jokic is going to have a little bit more trouble in this series. Um, it's Anthony Davis. Right, I mean, going from Zubak and Montrez Harrell to... Anthony Davis is a little bit different type of matchup, especially because Anthony Davis is a little bit more nimble, so he can get out and close out. I don't think True. Jokic is going to get those types of threes uncontested. Um, and, and same, honestly, goes for a couple of the other players. Now, obviously, Gary Harris is playing better. I like Torrey Craig in this series. I think he's going to play a key role. I, I do think Michael Porter Jr. is going to have more of an offensive role uh, in this series. Uh, against He'll the Lakers. He'll be matched up with like Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, Porter and Kuzma. So yeah, they'll they'll both be taking. The, neither one are going to play defense, but both will, <laughs> both will put up points on offense for sure. The only like I don't want the only like real big Jokic has played. I'm not saying that like Harold's not a real big, but like Rudy Gobert. It goes all the way back to the Utah Jazz, um, the Utah Jazz series. I know that that was like the biggest named big that he's gone against so far. And Rudy Gobert, he's a great defensive defensive player. He, I could argue he might be one of the best. But, like, Anthony Davis has, I think, a couple inches on Rudy Gobert as well. So There you go. I got Lakers in six. In six, okay. Now, granted, I said Celtics in six, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, they're down one <laughs> We're going to move on to that right now. Yeah. So that wraps up the Nuggets talk. Now we go on to the Heat-Boston game. So... When they had played each other, it went to overtime, and the Heat ended up winning the game, and so now they're up 1-0 to zero in this series. Pops, go ahead. <laughs> I feel like the Nuggets have played 22 games in the playoffs, and I feel like I've said Boston Celtics in every single possible game. Um, I lost on them in game one. Kind of an unfortunate loss, just that overtime. and Just a few things happened in that game. I mean, the Celtics had control of that game. They gave it up. 
Pops does not like the ISO game at the end of the No, the I end. mean, come on, man. We're just going to dribble 17 seconds and then just chuck it. A, we're in a tie game and we're going to shoot a sidestep 28-footer. That's really the best shot you can get? It was almost a 70-footer. Come on, Jason Tatum. In. And it's so weird because, like, when it gets down to the final few minutes and it's called winning time, like, we just ISO... And just dribble out the clock and then make one dribble forward before we take one step backwards and huck it up from 30 feet where the ball's 77 feet in the air. Come on. Come on, you guys. Pops does not like the ISO whatsoever. Well, I feel like everybody's gotten like used to it and they know how to guard it now. Well, too. yeah. The way you guard because, it is you just stand there. Yeah, have your hand in their face. And then, I mean, might as well just take the other eight players off the court and just go one-on-one. Yeah, you know, that's and basically what they do. I don't mind the ISO game. I just don't think we should go at it for two and a half minutes straight, eleven straight possessions. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. Because that's not what got you there. No, it's not. So that's just my opinion. Um, <laughs> that said, I I do like the Celtics again tonight. Um, I have a hard time believing they go down o two. Uh, I, I think Brad Stevens will make adjustments. Now, I, I like to talk about Brad Stevens, but I'm also a big Eric Spolster fan, too. Yeah, you um, are. And, and, and he's won championships already. And I'll say this. The Heat, to me, man, they seem like they're a team of destiny. They're just, yeah. everything's going their way. And they're just, they're not slowing down. And I literally see this team building more and more confidence every game. And I see their chemistry closer and closer and closer. That is a basketball team. And they're basically at home, too, like in Florida because Miami. Yep. Um, because if Orlando would still be going, they're, like, literally at home. But Miami, I mean, they're in the same state as all their family. So they're probably not missing, like, going out as much since they're, like, used to it. You know what I mean? Kind of like how it's their home. Is Kimball Walker tired? I don't know, but you keep... I don't know. It looks like it. I keep waiting for him to go off, but the problem is... He doesn't I go keep, off. I keep waiting. How about Marcus Smart? He pulled off another great... Um, he had another great game, as well as Jay Crowder. So, Pops call it. Jay Crowder had a great game Thank as you. well. Thank you. We, we definitely... There are some props out there for Jay Crowder that we did well on. For Marcus Smart, all I got to say is he's making himself a heck of a lot of money right now. <laughs> yeah, he is. Hey, yeah, how come Devin Booker didn't make an all-NBA team? I don't know. It's very frustrating. He played really well, too. Do you think Kendall Jenner, his girlfriend, had something to do with that? Well, I don't keep track of the girlfriends, but I mean, maybe. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. He should have made it, in my opinion. So, yeah. I have nothing else on the NBA. Do you have anything else, Pops? No. Celtics. Come on, Kemba. Where you been, Kemba? Come on, we don't want you going fishing too soon. <laughs> um, and then I was also mentioning how the U.S. Open started today, and I'm pretty sure as we're speaking, Justin Thomas is the leader at four four under. Um, well, I don't know. Haven't checked it in the last half hour or so, but yeah, he he has been winning. Before we started the podcast, I checked it, and that's what it was. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm only going on a couple hours sleep, and we got another busy day ahead of us. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of U.S. Open stuff there at Wingfoot. 
um, one of the toughest golf courses in the oh United States gosh. of America. Don't hit it in the rough. Yeah, the you, grass is like 12 inches tall. You, you might not even find it. So that's that's the allure of the USGA. Uh, for the start of round one so far, the scores are a lot lower than what's expected. I think part of that's because tomorrow it's supposed to be windy. So they know some scores are going to be higher. Um, so yeah, there'll be some adjustments made. So... What do we got? Have you have you already gone over your WNBA games? No, I haven't. We not. gotta go. Let's do this. Okay, so for the WNBA today, we're in the second round. The first game we have the Phoenix Mercury versus versus the Minnesota Lynx. Um, on the September thirtieth, when they played, no, August thirtieth, uh, the Mercury won eighty three to seventy nine, and then on the twenty first, the Lynx won ninety to eighty. So, in my opinion, this is going to be a pretty well-played game. In both games, um, Skylar Diggins-Smith went off. She's starting to find her way, and she's always getting to, like, 23 points now. So, I feel like she's starting to get, I don't want to say starting, but she's, like, comfortable now in playing. And so, in my opinion, she's 9,300 in DraftKings. I'd be taking her. Because she also gets a decent amount of rebounds and a ton of assists. Okay. And then on the Minnesota Lynx side, Demiris Dantas has been actually surprising. She's 9,100, and in both games against the Phoenix Mercury, she played well. Um, then again, in the game that the Mercury did win, they had, yeah, they had Bria Hartley. And she went for, like, 24 points. So I feel like playing without her going against the Lynx, it's going to be kind of tough for them because they were so used to playing her with they're so place so used to playing with her against the Lynx. And also, I mean, I just don't see how you don't take Crystal Dangerfield. She's 8,500. She even got a game of rest against the Fever, so I don't see how she's not ready to go. Yeah. Also, oh, before No, no, you no, go, you go ahead. The Minnesota Lynx. Sylvia Fowles is questionable. If she plays, I feel like Sylvia Fowles, she's a great player. I'm not saying she's a like a bad bad player, but the Minnesota Lynx, they've found their rhythm without her so far, and they've played like a ton of games with her just kind of coming back out of the uh, out of the unexpected. I don't think that's going to help them at all in my opinion. I like your thinking. It's it's secondary thinking, so nice work. Um, do you It seems like you're leaning towards the Phoenix side. I feel like it's going to be a close game. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of like on the fence. I feel like the Lynx are... I I really want to root for the Lynx. Um, but the Phoenix Mercury are coming off like a hard win. And I feel like usually when they come off of like those either really tough losses or those um, hard, like, hard, close wins where they hit those game winners, they usually end up performing pretty well. And I, I think it's hard to believe they won't come out with some fire this game. Yeah, I mean, it's the playoffs, right? So, I mean, both teams technically should come out with fire. I hear what you're saying. They had an emotional win, so it might carry them on uh, to the next game. But I'm going to go with the Lynx. I'm, I'm a little torn here. Um, I, I do like the Lynx here uh, quite a bit. I do do believe Sylvia Fowles plays and I agree with you I actually think it maybe might be a negative more than a positive in this first game you know just because she's such a big part of that team 
and then trying to implement her back is not going to be easy um, to do. Now, they've obviously had a little bit of time to to prepare to have her on the court during practice and stuff, so that'll help a little bit. And I do think if she does play, there is a positive because who on the Mercury is going to stop her? Yeah, I know, right? You only have, like, Brianna Turner or even yeah. Kia Vaughn. I mean, she's not even that Yeah, big. good luck there. So... Uh, an interesting dynamic have, there. And you have Nafisa Collier, the other baby. Yeah, I know. Um, so we haven't... There's a lot of moving parts here. I personally, I do like the Lynx. I, I think that they're, they're, they're the better team. I think they have more ways to win. Um, and and I, I expect them to do really well. Um, I could argue that I could see them taking it all the way. I know we said that the other day. So I don't think the Mercury are going to get in their way. I think that Skylar Diggins-Smith is going to have a harder time scoring today. That's going to put all the pressure, not the pressure. Dinah Taurasi is going to have to carry the entire load. And I just think as amazing as she is, and she is the GOAT, no doubt about it. But dude, that, that Lynx team is a team. Um, yeah, they are. You know, obviously they are missing Lexi Brown. Um, but you know what? Instead of Lexi Brown, who stepped up, Rachel Banham. Yeah. In the last game, then again, it's against the Fever, and the Fever don't play that much defense. But she went 7 from 8 from the three-point line and had 29 points. So she was in the starting lineup, and she's definitely stepped up. So the, the Lynx are underrated, in my opinion. They opened up two-point favorite, currently 3.5, uh, total 165.5 points. So um, I, I like the Lynx, and I even have a small lean towards the over. Okay, well... I agree with you, unfortunately, because I don't like to agree. But um, I'm going with the Minnesota Lynx. But I do think that it will be a closer game. I can see it being like one to two, uh, one to two possession game. Okay. But I don't see a game winner in this game, though. Okay. Okay, let's flip the page. Next up, we have the Connecticut Sun versus the Los Angeles Sparks. On the 28th, the Sparks beat the Sun 80-76. to And in the third game of the season this year, the Sparks won 81-76. to So both times, it's literally been the exact same score, just about off by one point. Um, I don't see that being the score in this game. Um, I feel like it'll be a little bit more of... I don't know. I feel like it'll be like a four or five point game because the Connecticut Sun have been playing extremely well for them to even beat this guy. That was impressive. But I, I do see the Sparks pulling ahead, and I, I think it'll be a higher scoring game. Okay. I like the Sparks here. Not as much as I like the Lynx, but I think just the way Chicago was playing and the way they played in the game, it's a big step in step up in competition for the Sun to be able to hang with the Sparks. Um, I also think DeWanna Bonner uh, is so, so, so well known by the Sparks through those Sparks-Mercury games. When uh, they played each other last, DeWanna Bonner had 34 points, 14 rebounds, and 6 assists. She's not going to have that much today. <laughs> but hey, credit to her for what she did in that game. I don't see that happening in this game. Um, but hey... The Sun, they're definitely peaking right now. Yes, they are. So I just think it's weird that we got the Sun playing the Sparks, so it just seems like a lot of sunlight to me. <laughs> right? It'll come out. Uh, they'll all come out with the heat. <laughs> right? Yeah, so in the same day, we have the Sun, the Sparks, and the Heat all playing. That's pretty funny. 
Can you say global warming? Yeah, right? So, on the LA Sparks side, I really like Chelsea Gray. She's 8,800. She's been in the playoffs quite a few times. She knows what it's like. When she's played against the Sun, she's she's gotten like 20 points both games. Um, so, I like her at 8,800. She would be one of my draft picks. Another one is um, Christine Anagui. She's going against her former team. And um, I had to say that because I missed Shea Petty in the last game. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so she's going against her former team. And I think that she could do something if she does get some minutes. She's 4,900. Another one is Simone Augustus. She's a vet. In playoff games, usually she steps up, at least when she was with the Minnesota Lynx. And so I can't help to think that she'll get, like, 15 minutes and do something with it, right? Because she's usually she's pretty clutch in playoffs. She's not afraid to shoot the ball, that's for sure. Yes. And on the Connecticut Sun side, uh, Essence Carson is going against her former team. She's 3,500. I don't know if she's going to play, but if she does, she's against her former team. She's good for two steals. <laughs> yeah. And... We also have Alyssa Thomas at 11-4, uh, 28 points and 13 rebounds in this last game, and 8 assists as a center. That's pretty talented. That's amazing. That's Jokic-like. Yeah, it is. Um, but she's going against a tough matchup in Candace Parker. I do think Alyssa Thomas is quicker and plays better defense, but I I don't know. I'm kind of like on I, – I don't – how about this? I'm not a big fan of taking anybody on the DraftKings side from the Connecticut Sun today. I can see that. I think the uh, you're on it today, man. Holy <laughs> mackerel. Yeah, I can see the Sparks playing some pretty good defense, and I think that'll be, of the two games, that'll be the lower scoring game. The other game will be definitely the track yes. meet game of the day, specifically the Minnesota Lynx. <laughs> Pops is excited for that one. Well, I appreciate you guys. I know Tati's going to give out uh, either uh, tomorrow or Saturday, whenever our, uh, her next podcast is, some exciting news. Uh, she's been grinding pretty hard, her and her sister both, and uh, I know they got some exciting news, and they're, yeah. they're they're loaded up with some games this weekend. Yes, you guys will definitely be seeing some content. So Super exciting. Work. So um, that wraps up the episode 37 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. I'm so excited to watch the second round of the WNBA playoffs. So, everybody, have a great Thursday, and I'll talk to you all soon. That wraps up Episode 37 of the Daughter and Pops Podcast.